This is a podcast. Yeah, it is. In Russia, podcast. This, this is you. To you. <laughs> uh, what a country! So I have, I have a I have an update on an old hate and a and a new hate to okay. start out with. So the update on the old hate was the the Starbucks uh, nickel change rant that yes. I went on. Uh, everyone remembers that. Oh, it was all I over know. Twitter. I know. I want a Peabody for that. <laughs> I don't even know what a Peabody is. <laughs> Someone comes over and they urinate upon you. Um, is that a Golden Globe? Yeah. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Zach Heinrichs, uh, barista extraordinaire, ha- provided me with an answer to my quandary, which was the Starbucks app. So it's an app on your iPhone, and it has a barcode, and you load it. It's basically like a gift card. You load it with money from your credit card, and then all you have to do is hold out your phone, and they, uh, you know, red laser it the way they do barcodes on on products and whatever, and it and pays. It takes all your information, and it's yeah, and it follows <laughs> you. A satellite follows you, and didn't Robert? T- say something about it too or did he just like kind of piggyback on top of what Zach said oh I feel like Robert said something too just trying to give credit where credit's due I think it was Zach and I think Robert vouched for it Robert's like yeah I use that which is surprising because I don't and then he used a bunch of F-bombs right (laughs) N-words Robert's a coffee drinker no no maybe just gets white Russians I think he drinks kombucha I don't know what that is I bet he drinks kombucha what is that I think it's some kind of I honestly don't know I'm sure some of our listeners will know (laughs) um but it's like, I think it's some kind of like organic tea type thing. Kombucha. C-K-O-M. K-O-M? Yeah. You saw me writing. Yeah. I'm going to look that up later. Kombucha. I think it's fake. Uh, it's something that's brewed, though, I believe. Like tea and coffee? No, not really. <laughs> so stupid. So the app is, is great. And I no longer have the, uh, what do I do with the stupid nickel nice. quandary. And, oh, and... I still say throw it at him. <laughs> the best part is it tracks, like, every time you... Every tenth drink you buy or whatever, you get a free one. Oh. So it actually, that's in the an long extra run, bonus saves for me sure. money. Saves right. me that dollar ninety-five every ten... It's a dollar ninety... We did that last time, didn't we? Yeah, I'm sure yeah, we did. So here's the new hate. Uh, this week, my hatred is... Um, it's a thing. Miles Cyrus? That's a thing. <laughs> it's Highway 1. Really? We went on... Right. So everyone pictures it as beautiful or, you know, or the... Windy. PCH down... down yes. Down Windy. south. We went to Sea Ranch last weekend. Sea Word Ranch? <laughs> That's what I called it. Yes. We went to the Sea Word <laughs> Ranch, and, which is uh, you go like you're going to Bodega, and then you keep going for another mm-hmm. hour up Highway 1. Past Jenner. Past Jenner. We went that way. Actually, I think we came back down that way when we went to like Fort Bragg, Mendocino, a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Right. Yeah. It's it's horribly windy. And and if I recall, Sea Ranch is like by itself out in the, like there's no other cities or anything nearby. Sea right? Ranch makes Bodega Bay look like a thriving metropolis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, it is. It is like. Can I ask what led to your Sea Ranch experience? Like, did you go with family? Rachel's or? parents go every year, okay. and so we were going with. Is them. this your first time? This is my first time. Mm. Yeah, it's probably my last time. <laughs> so here's why. So so it's not just Highway One, but I'm going to blame Highway One because I can't blame iPhone because I love iPhone. But iPhone maps, you know, it gives you th- when you map here to there, it gives you three options, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if there really are three options; it's going to find three options. Right. 
It'll glow like the opposite way around the Earth to give you a third option. Yes, ex- exactly. If I was mapping from here to across the street, mm-hmm. it'd be one, like, go across the street, and then two, go down to the street and turn around and come back. It's, right. it's going to be fine. Right. So we stopped in Santa Rosa, um, and then we got back in the car, and, and I said, okay, you know, you map to from here to um, Seaward Ranch. And so there's the Bodega Way, but apparently on the map, that sort of looks like going out and then up. Uh-huh. And this other way looked like kind of cutting the corner. And Rachel's like, oh, let's do that one. So she's navigating me. And we get on these, like, tiny, you know, they're like one and a half lane width mm-hmm. roads. And they're super windy, switchbacks mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So we're, going, we're driving. Rachel's sitting in the back because Molly's awake. And on long trips, she'll get bored. So Rachel sits back So I'm there sure you're and, listening to awesome music during this experience. Um... I can't remember what we were listening to, but anyway, like so... Like Mouse type, uh... No, no, luckily, no. Are you kidding me? <clears throat> no. Um, that'll be next week's hate. Molly. <laughs> so, uh, we're driving, and I'm, like, frustrated with all the, you know, I can't go more than 15 miles an hour, and all these, like, oh, yeah. switchbacks and all stuff. Molly pukes. Like, just spontaneously Ooh. barfs. Like, car sick, you know? Um... And so Rachel's like, oh, she threw up. So we, like, pull over, and, and it's like... Leave a, her on the side of the road. <laughs> well, she's wrecked. It's on a car seat, you know, straps, uh, and it's on her and all that stuff. And it smells like puke and all So we're trying to uh, trying to clean all that up. And, and the saddest part was, like, she was sitting there, and she just kept going, look what Molly did. <laughs> and it wasn't, like, super remorseful. It wasn't as remorseful as I would have liked, but it was, it was just sort of cute and amazed, which was actually good that she wasn't, like freaking out or crying or whatever. she's like she right. just yacked and was like ah, now what so we get that all cleaned did up did you have like a flash forward to her like in college like no no <laughs> I had a flash backward because when I left work I was talking with a friend and oh we're going to see Rams this weekend blah blah and, and she's like oh does Molly get car sick and I was like car sick no she's in the car all the time she's fine <laughs> so I had that like bubble you yeah. know in my head we get back on the road, we get it sort of cleaned up and in a bunch of plastic bags, because there's no town or there's no right. gas station to pull over, so we're, we're packing out our trash as good citizens, um, and our trash is plastic bags of puke. We get back on the road, we continue on the windy highway one, Rachel gets sick and throws I was up. just going to say, I was just going to guess that. Yeah, so... She should at least throw up on Molly. <laughs> she... Look what mommy did. <laughs> she's a one-upper. She had the wherewithal to have, like, the plastic bags ready in case Molly had to retch again, so she at least went straight into the bag, but... It throw-up stinks. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you're So you aware. had windows down the rest of the time, I assume, right? Uh, no, I don't know why I didn't think of that. <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> warm. I had the air conditioning on. Um, so it was miserable. It was a wow. miserable drive with Sounds two like vomits, you know. Um, I don't get car sick. At some point, did you wish that the car was like a a railroad car where you could just detach the back half and be like, I'm going on my own without you guys? No, okay, but fine. there were some long pauses in thought as you'd come around those, like, cliff hills, like... <laughs> Maybe I should just go straight. Yeah, I just got <laughs> Thelma and Louise it off the side. Um, so it was horrible. Um, you know, so, you're making Parenthood sound so glamorous. It's not Parenthood. It's it's, it's Highway One. So I told okay. Rachel, I was like, because you know she used to go every year with her family. I was like, this Sea Ranch better be 
the best place ever because we've dug this pit on the trip there that I don't know if it could climb out of. Do you think Rachel would have thrown up though if Molly hadn't thrown up? Because a lot of times like one person pukes and then the smell of puke kind of, you mm, know. But it was it was long enough after. Okay. And and Rachel has a history of getting car sick. Okay. There's been a few times where she's been like, uh, can you slow down on these curves or, you know, but she's never just thrown yeah. up um, that I witnessed. So Sea Ranch was fine, but it's... It's pretty much the same as Bodega. If you'd taken the Bodega route, your entire impression might have changed. Correct. Correct. You know, I don't know if that's the exact route that we took, but our very... It was like two months into being married, Amanda and I went up to Mendocino for a weekend. And um, we took her old uh, VW Cabrio convertible. Mm -hmm. And we left after work, and so we were going through there at night. Yeah, and it was like super foggy, so we had to actually put the top down to even see, and the visibility was still super, you know, terrible. Yeah. So it was kind of it was it felt really dangerous, but it also felt kind of fun and like kind of surreal to have that fog just so thick all around you as you're going through these curves. I think it'd be cool stuff. too with the top down. Yeah, it was memorable, and we didn't get sick, and you know, you had the airflow with the top down, right? Um, but yeah, it was... It's a sketchy drive definitely. in the middle of the day. Some yeah, of those curves, right, you're like, right. do I need to slow to 10 miles an hour right. on this curve? Or is it, you know, what's going to happen? And For I can't sure. imagine in the dark. For sure. But that that stretch isn't actually Highway 1. This, this part was of it, it was. Part of it was this other Because I feel like ours was like cutting through like Williams or some random place like going yeah. through there. Because Highway 1's... The reason I say that is... Um, Amanda and I were talking about what to do for Thanksgiving because in the past few years we've done the Palm Springs thing with her family and we're not mm-hmm. going to do that this year. So we were talking, like, we have that open-ended plane, oh, right. those open-ended plane tickets, but, like, at the same time it's Thanksgiving break. It's the worst traveled, yeah. So we were, I was thinking about maybe doing, like, a Highway 1 trip and just, like, driving up the coast, maybe, you know, going up through Oregon, maybe even making it all the way up to Seattle and seeing friends in Seattle or something. So, I don't know. I would avoid the Sea Ranch area of Highway 1. Well, I remember going by Sea Ranch and being like... I, f- I felt like it was like kind of built into the side, sort of, or like it was down the cliff, kind of? I don't know. Kind of. We just drove past it quickly. It wasn't all on top of the bluff, was it? Uh, where like the neighborhood down? we were staying with, the houses are on top of the bluff, and oh, yeah. then uh, then periodically there's like stairs down to the beach. Oh, okay. oh here was another thing. Sea Ranch. So this is going to all be playing on Sea Ranch. It's going to be great. We're going... We're going to have three podcasts today. Yeah. Where you go on this, like, trail, and then uh, periodically there's these stairs down to the beach, right? So, okay. So, and we're... It's, like, me and Rachel and her parents and Molly, you know, and we're going on these. And we go down the stairs, and you get to the stairs, and the stairs are here, and there's, like, a, a rock going down to the beach. But the stairs don't go all the way to the beach. And I'm, like, uh... So now you walk down the rock? There's a rope that goes from the, like, <laughs> bottom of the stairs down this, like you know, angled, large rock face That's like to the beach. slick with moisture from rain. <laughs> and sand and whatnot. Yeah. And so, like, we're carrying the baby, and it's like, really? We're gonna now, like, you know... Repel. Down. Repel, yeah, basically. So that was, like, sketchy, too. But Molly had fun at the beach. But basically, my, my sea ranch advice is, go to Bodega instead. Yeah, sounds good to me. Because the the houses, the style of the houses, the, the look of the neighborhood, whatever, was the same minus the golf course. Um, it was like, you know, there's right off highway one, these neighborhoods with all these houses that are all staggered. So they all have views of the ocean and whatnot. Um, but there's nothing better about sea ranch. Definitely not. Okay. It's good to know. 
There's less houses in the neighborhood. But I don't... And anytime I've gone to if Bodega, i If you had, like, never... a bunch of people that you all knew that were all there, you know, like, it might be easier to, to get more people, you know, like, if you had 25 people, rather than trying to get, you know, however many houses in Bodega, mm-hmm. if you could, you know, they're all so close at Sea Ranch, but how many times does that happen? No, I'm saying there's less houses in Sea Ranch, like, they're more oh. spread out. But I don't remember, like... <clears throat> but they're, like, all available for rent, right? Nobody owns them. Yeah. So. Somebody owns them. I don't remember. I don't. I don't recall them like having neighbors. Mr. C owns them. Closer in Bodega being a problem ever. But basically, my advice is go to Bodega. Are there any livestock at Sea Ranch? Uh, there's deer. Okay. You mean like, like is the it ranch a working part? ranch? <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't see any. No lassos. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, last podcast, I started a new tradition of a before and after. Yes. This I have another one. Before and after. Okay. I'm 0 for 1, so maybe I'll be 1 for 2 now. We'll see. Okay. Was last week the easy one? No, I don't think okay. so. Well, maybe. Oh, shit. The, the thing you're going to have to know is a movie this time as opposed to a song. Okay. So that may help. Um, but you definitely... Well, okay. here it comes. Yeah, yeah. Two black directors okay. get together to release a film starring Forrest Whitaker. Two black directors get together to release a film starring Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker's in a new movie. Is it Lee Daniels the Butler? It is. I want to see that movie. So what's the before and after? Spike Lee Daniels the Butler? That's correct. Hey! I <laughs> want that too. Can I say this? <clears throat> Who's Lee Daniels? Exactly. He directed Precious, I read. Based on the novel Pushed by Sapphire? The same. This is the thing. Adding all the... Like, Tyler Perry's this. Lee Daniels this. Shut right. up. Just right. title the movies. Right. Like, do, is it is it just getting the name out there? Like... I don't... But it's like... I feel like it's... <laughs> it's not your... I mean, it's... Yes, you directed the movie, but it's the butler... It's a true story, right? Right. So it's really that guy's movie. Uh, it's about, you know, this, the, the guy that worked in the White House and was... You know, confidant of the presidents or whatever. I, I haven't seen it. I want to see it. Um, it's not about Dulé Hill. It's not about Hill. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker plays Dulé Hill. Um, it, why do you got to put your name on it? I don't know. And, and the same like thing it. with with Tyler like Perry's. Right. You know, Medea goes to prison or whatever. <laughs> I don't get it. It's not Steven Spielberg's Jaws, right? Or I, I, well, I wonder if it's if it's like. You know, minority directors have a tougher time being recognized or being getting job, you know, directorial jobs. Who so directed, like getting the names out there is a bigger deal. Who directed the Hurt Locker? Uh, James Cameron's wife, the what's her face, who won Best Director, All Catherine right. Bigelow. Yes, thank you. I was like, oh, you're not making my point. But I, I think if the movie's good and what what the name will get out there, it, you don't have to put the name out there, right? Ideally. I mean, maybe in the trailer, you know, like, oh, from maybe the mind do, like, of M. Night Shyamalan or right. something, you know, from the director, from Lee right. Daniels, the director of Precious right. or whatever. Right. But you don't put it in the title of the movie. I agree. Like, if the M. Night Shyamalan movies all sucked, we if. wouldn't really know who he was. Um, I don't think we know who he was just because he put his name out there. I think it's that plus the quality. Right. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe he's doing it at the beginning to front load so that in the future he won't need to do it anymore. Hopefully it doesn't become like this trend because that would like be Tyler really Perry annoying. Still does it? He does, but I think that's because. Well, I mean, if it's got Medea in the title, I don't think he needs to. Right. But, well, that's the thing. Is it going to be someone else's? Right. Stupid 
uh, what's it called? Oh, what was the other movie? Big Mama's House ripoff? Yeah. Or Clumps? But I feel like... I don't know. I don't know. I, I, the, the other um, acclaimed movie out right now by an African-American director, who I think is actually from... I think he's an African-American director, who went to Sac State. Oh. Uh, Fruitvale Station? Yeah. I don't know the guy's name. Maybe if he put it before Fruitvale Station, I would know his name. But but maybe, maybe if that's it making gets, uh, maybe if it gets Oscar nominated, you wouldn't know his right. name. I don't know. Let let the critics and the and the um, and the people who are watching it make the director famous. Don't yeah, rather than artificially getting your own name out there. Yeah, I agree. But maybe isn't that also like isn't that also kind of the studio's call? Shouldn't the studio be like, we're not calling it that. We're just calling that's it the Butler. Tr- that's true. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily just the director who's doing that. The director's not, yeah, not going to be like, I refuse to put this movie out unless you put my name well, out Well, and right? was, like, was Precious acclaimed? I mean, I, that girl, right? I think the girl and her acting might have been nominated for Academy Award. was acclaimed, but the directing or the... It. Yeah, I didn't see it either. Oh, well. I still want to see The Butler. Well, I guess we're not the most culturally sensitive uh, film critics. <laughs> I want to see The Butler, but I do not want to see Lee Daniels' The Butler. There you go. Also, um, it just looks like Lee Daniels' Butler. Like, who's, who's Lee Daniels? Why do I want to watch it? Why, I don't even know this guy. Why do I want to see about his butler? He's my butler. <laughs> I feel like the obvious casting choice would have been Jeffrey from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And it's kind of unfortunate that didn't happen. But, uh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> and he's just sassing the presidents all the time? Uh, okay. Uh, a couple more things to Next talk about. Next year when we see Carlton in Tahoe, you should hey, tell him that. there you go. Um, first I want to talk about transportation. Okay. Then we're going to talk about television. Okay. I like both of those things. First, transportation. This was actually one of my... Are you uh, going to try and convince me why we need high-speed rail again? Not high-speed rail. Okay. Transporters? Do you know who Elon Musk is? No. The butler? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Elon Musk is the brain behind PayPal. Okay. And uh, the SpaceX program. He's from South Africa. He's got a horrible name. And... Uh, the Tesla, Tesla. Oh my God. I have seen more and more Teslas around. Do you get a huge erection every time you see one? Cause I do. I get a moderately sized erection. (laughs) I want one. But But I mean, I, so I saw, I keep seeing the sedans. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, they're, they're, they're really good looking. He's priced 69,000. Not like that much. The Roadster is like 120 or something, but the Roadsters are nice too. They're a nice looking car. And they're fully electric. I believe so. Okay. Go on about so, Elon Musk. So Elon Musk, a couple of weeks ago, uh, released a PDF file to the world in which he detailed his design for high-speed transportation in California. You didn't hear about this at all? I didn't. Even better. Um, he called it the Hyperloop. Okay. It's kind and, of a stupid name. All right. Okay. And um, basically what he said, he has like a bunch of the... Um, proposal proposals in terms of like some of the mechanics and the way it would work. It's basically designed off pneumatic tubes. It's so, like you know in the old like mail the rooms where they yeah. shoot that stuff up. Um, Costco still has those too. Indeed, <laughs> they do. Um, so he has like this. I don't know. It's like seventy-five page, fifty-page proposal. And he basically said, "I'm too busy with all the stuff I'm doing." He's also did I say SpaceX? He's in mm-hmm. the SpaceX program. 
He's like, I kind of did the the basic footwork for it. World, you do the rest. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, he it's it's not a rail system, and in his design, it would utilize the freeway space that's already there, mm-hmm. which would dramatically decrease the cost because you wouldn't have to buy land like do that whole eminent domain thing. Right. Um, so. The main line would be from San Francisco to L.A., and most of that is I-5. And most of it is straight, and therefore it's really easy to do because it's a completely straight line. Uh, mostly straight line. Um, so it would also branch off to Sacramento, which would be awesome. Mm-hmm. His, his numbers, he like crunched all the numbers in terms of cost and in terms of speed and everything. His projections say that you could get from San Francisco to L.A. in 30 minutes. But what is, what is the vehicle? It's like a pod. Yeah. So it's almost like being on a roller coaster, sort of. Are you on it like a train, or is your car on it like a ferry? Both. Oh. It would transport vehicles as well as pods of people. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you can think about that, like, be able to take your car down to L.A., yeah. r- rental cars would be pissed, t- <laughs> but F them, right? A spider. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We'd never be able to rent the spider again. <laughs> um, so, 30 minutes, and... The cost, I believe, would be $30. It's either $20 or $30. That's the thing with high-speed rail, is it's actually like slower than planes and costs more. Right. So this proposal of what, his... What powers this thing? Um, I think it's some kind... Oh, uh, solar on top of the... Tube. But I mean... I, I, so I don't really know how a pneumatic tube works, but I assume it's some sort of like giant some kind of air or yes, something, right? Yes, and there'd be like vents along the way to like make sure that the coefficient of friction, like he, I mean, I'm not but a at scientist, the, at, but at either end, wouldn't you need this huge <clears throat> vent that's like sucking, pulling the air towards you or something? I, I'm not here okay. to give you all the details. I'm here to, to you like, come back when you have a proposal. I'm here to give you like the awesome like highlights of why. I love Elon Musk and why I want to, I want this thing to happen. Cause if it could work the way he proposes it to work, so I would go to a Dodger game every week. From <laughs> here to LA is what, 500 miles. Correct. 400 miles. Half an hour. Imagine going to San Francisco. How long would it take to go to San Francisco? 10 minutes. But I mean, well, yeah, but the same thing. So, I mean, you're traveling at a thousand miles an hour and it's, that's more than a plane, right? A flight to LA is 50 minutes. And if this is 30, like, yeah, it was something like, uh, no, LA is 400 miles. LA is 400 miles. San okay. Diego is 500 miles. Okay. So you're so 800, miles, 800 miles an hour. Yeah. And a plane's like, what, four or 500 miles an hour? Uh, I think it's, yeah, five or more, I think. Yeah. I don't know exactly. Probably. I mean, it's a 50 yeah. minute flight, so yeah. yeah. But one of the things was to be less than G force or whatever, but it's like, it's pre- you're going pretty right. fast. Right. So like, you're not like comfortably moving around. Like you're like going super fast for 30 minutes. You think but you're, you're there like, for 30 minutes? Do you think you are head pressed back? Like potentially, it's not going to be the most. It's not going to be the most comfortable and luxurious ride you've ever had. True, but if you're 400 miles away in 30 minutes for 20 bucks, yeah, you know, like think about how that would reduce the number of cars on the freeway and the gas and you know emissions and things like that. Like, you know, I'm what? all for it. In, in case it, you couldn't tell, it sounds interesting. It's, Obviously, there's a lot still to do, but... I'd be worried about the safety of the speed. Not just the uncomfortableness, but, I mean, what happens if one pod doesn't clear the track quick enough? You know, that kind of right. thing. What if they used it for shipping? Mm. Get all the big trucks... If you had all the big trucks off of I-5, 
you can make the trip faster. I'd still rather. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And then you just put these big cargo, you know, cube things on there and ship them that way. But if you can take your family and your car in less money than it costs to buy the gas to drive down there, like that, you know. Molly and Rachel just puke. Yeah, that's probably true. So what, what does he mean by uh, following I-5? Like, it's going to replace I-5 or it's going to go no, next to No, no, no. It would go like, yeah, like down the middle of it sort of or something. Yeah. How am I going to do a U-turn? You get off the freeway and oh. go around. No, I go through the dirt. TJ wow. Hooker style. Yeah. That's very interesting. It is. It is. I don't know. I mean... I don't know if we're ready for that. Well, Maybe it's not going to... I mean, a minimum of 15 years from now, right? Oh, like, really? That I don't long? know. I don't know. When's the stupid high-speed rail supposed to open and never Well, hopefully it won't open now. I mean, I'd, I'd rather see our money being spent towards but didn't, something... That, I mean, that proposition passed, despite yeah. our podcast... <laughs> so aren't they going forward with it? And well, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, listening to our podcast won't dissuade them from <laughs> being should. interested in Hyperloop. I'd rather buy a Tesla. Mm. Uh, the ride would be nicer if I was just taking that down there. And you sure. look, you save on gas that way. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, you know, twenty years from now, transportation is going to be different. No, we don't know exactly how. Like, presumably there will be more electro- electric charging stations. Is transportation like different now than it was 20 years ago in 1993? Um, somewhat. I mean, there's I hybrid mean, cars. Right. Well, I mean, that's the most but widely sold car in America, right, is a hybrid car. If Back to the Future 2 is to be believed, in the next year and a half, we would get hover cars. Mm. I'm not holding out my hope for that one. I don't think it's going to happen. I also I- don't have a fax in every room. <laughs> Do you have a chicken in every pot? <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, television time. Okay. Believe it or not. You're walking on air? I have another show to tell you about. Oh, no. Another show I'll never watch or won't watch for ten years? It's a BBC show, like Top of the Lake, and there have only been six episodes. Okay. However, each episode's about an hour and a half long, so it's kind of like watching movies, which is really great. Like actual hour and a half? Yeah. Wow. Um... It stars... Not like an hour and a half minus ads or something, but a full hour and a half. There's, yeah, there's, there's no ad. I don't think there... Eh. That's, that's a, a long, full hour and a half, because I watch it on Netflix. Yeah. Um, maybe an hour 20 minutes. Uh, you know. Even so. But that's some feature films are an hour 20 minutes now, right. so... Um, it stars the guy who played The Hobbit, Martin Freeman. Okay. And the guy who played Khan... In the new Star Trek movie, Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't like that guy. He's creepy. I don't like that blue dude. <laughs> um, it's called Sherlock. Oh, that's not new. Isn't that old? It's only had two seasons. Each season is three episodes of an oh. hour and a half. Okay. Um, it's not new. I didn't say it was new, did I? It's new for me. It's great. So, obviously I don't really have to tell you the premise of Sherlock. Right. Um, but Holmes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, Cumberbatch is Sherlock, and Martin Freeman plays John Watson, hmm. and um, it's modern day. Oh. In modern day London. Isn't there a show with Lucy Liu that's a Yeah, it's modern, called Elementary. I don't know if that's modern day or not. Maybe it is. But imagine, you know, I haven't seen that show, but there's no way it's as good as this. It's got Lucy Liu, did I mention? <laughs> I like Lucy Liu. Oh, you do? But okay. when they produce a whole season of however many episodes, as opposed to three really, really good episodes of right. this, it doesn't compare. 
That guy is just creepy, <clears throat> though. He is creepy. And his Sherlock is kind of Asperger's-y. Okay. Um, like, no kind of social cues, really, at all. Well, wasn't um, RDJR's kind of Asperger's-y? I don't... I feel like RDJR's was more charming. Like, he was... He was Damn kind, right He was. was kind of clever in terms of being able to navigate socially and, like, kind of charm you a yeah. little bit. This guy is, like, not interested in that at all. He charmed the bloomers off Rachel McAdams. He did, and I gotta give him props for that. Yeah. Um, and... It's just great. Like, uh, the premise of John Watts, it's it's more, I think it's more actually in tune with the original, um, but it's like, like a twist the original, on the them. book? Yeah, the original books, okay. right? So Have you ever read any of the books? I haven't. Okay. Um, but I've read things about the show, and like some of the episodes are like modern retellings. Like, in the second season, there's a Hound of the Baskervilles episode, mm-hmm. but... In that one, Baskerville is like this military research facility um, that like does all this like super secret type of stuff, right? Are, um, is each 90-minute episode a case. case that is solved? It's not like an ongoing arc? There is an ongoing arc, and eventually Moriarty appears. And at first, I was like really weirded out by him, because sometimes he does this like weird high-pitched voice, and he's totally different from the Moriarty in Sherlock Holmes, because he's a younger guy. But I really grew to like it. Like, he's really good and evil and genius. And um, So John Watson is like, has just come back as a soldier from Afghanistan. Because in the original one, like, that uh, that was part of who Watson was or something. He was like in the war or something. But as a doctor. It was the war in like India or Africa yeah, or something somewhere. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Some sort of British Empire right. thing. Um, so there's like cell phone usage, but like just the way I loved in the movies. Do they have hover cars? No. <laughs> in the movies, how Robert Downey, there's certain things, right? So like before he has a fight scene, he kind of visualizes how it's all going to break down. Right. And there's stuff with that too, like where, um, you, when he's picking up on things, you'll see like little words kind of appear like. You know, he'll see hair, and it's like dog hair, and watch, and th- like all the little things that he's noticing on people. And he's just so brilliant, as Sherlock Holmes is supposed to be, and he's kind of like a pompous bitch about it, hmm. which I like. Um, Do you, the audience, know, like, who the killer is, or are you discovering it with... Not really. Okay. In, I mean, you 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 kind of discover it along with him, but he's always, like, figuring it out. You know, he's already got it, like, kind of figured out, and he... Even talks down to Watson, you know, like, you already have this figured out, right? It's very, it it definitely calls back to, um, or makes me appreciate even more, the show House. Because House was a takeoff of Sherlock Mm, Holmes, right? right. House Holmes. It was Dr. Wilson instead of Dr. Watson. Oh, I didn't realize Um, that much. Yeah. So it was, you know, he was always figuring these things out that no one else could. Right. And he was, Watson was like, or Wilson was like his only friend, but he was always a dick to him. Um, and that is very much true in this. Um, so I'll suggest just watching the first episode and seeing what you think. Um, Nine minutes. No, yeah. <laughs> when I'm done watching Lost, I will. There you go. Uh, or if you're, like, getting, waiting for a Lost to come, or you're, like, just kind of burnt out from it. You, the nice thing is it's six episodes, like. Right. How do you feel about the... So I was thinking about the comparison of that with the Robert Downey Jr. movies, and then that made me think of Marvel. What are your thoughts on this Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show that's coming out? I'm very hesitant. Really? Are you super into it? Well, I really like the guy, Agent Coulson, or whatever, that was in all the all the movies. 
And in Aaron Sorkin shows? Yes, and in Remember, Aaron Sorkin shows. Remember, he was the guy at the end of Sports Night. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm, so I'm definitely interested in it. And I sort of like that, from what I read... You know who he's married to? No. Jennifer Grey. Okay. I think I did know that. Yeah. Now you say that. So you lied to me. Uh, I, yeah. Um, I'm interested in it. I'm interested that it's not like superhero based, that it's like the backstory, actual people of the organization, you know, cleaning up after them or whatever. You know, I wouldn't want to watch just a different monster from another dimension every week, but I don't know. I'm intrigued by it and I want to like it. I mean, obviously I want it to be good. But the fact that I plan to watch it... Is it on CBS? I don't know. It means it's not going to be good, right? Because I don't watch the good shows. Yeah. At least when they're on. You watch True Blood. I do watch True Blood. You watch The True Blood. I do watch The True Blood. (laughs) I mean, no, Rachel watches it and I might pass through the room or be glued to the TV set. Whatever. All right, one more television discussion. Okay. You're going to like this one because you're going to know about it and you're going to have feedback about it. Okay. I was thinking the other day about one of my all-time favorite TV characters, and he's also one of your all-time favorite TV characters. Balky? No. Okay. Jack Donaghy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we had a discussion earlier off-air uh, about one of the people I'm going to mention. In the TV show 30 Rock, I believe there are seven women that he seriously dates or beds or beds or has been married to. Okay. Um, and you actually see them. Like he makes reference to like, Oh, I slept with this random Republican chick or whatever. But there's actually Condoleezza Rice. That's one of the seven because she's in it. There's an episode where she's in it and he's, he, she's like playing piano and he's playing, but it's not really her. It is really her. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that at all. She's one of the seven. Okay. Can you, how many of the other seven can you name? Seven. The actresses. Many. Okay. Isabella Rossellini. Very good. Salma Hayek. Of course. Julianne Moore. Yeah. Uh, uh, you got the girl from Sopranos. What's her name? Not going to get it? No. Edie Falco. Edie Falco. I got it. Two just, more. Just in the nick of time. Um, uh, what? You're looking at me like... Think of the end of the show? I don't... Or towards the end of the remember show? remember it. The one he marries and has a child with? <laughs> I don't remember. You know the girl, though, right? You just no. don't know her name. Avery Jessup? Oh, oh, right, 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 uh, 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 Elizabeth Banks. And, and then it's funny that you didn't know the last one. Think of what we were talking about downstairs. The newsroom? Yeah. No. Yeah. Olivia Munn? No. Oh. Oh, 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 Brittle Bones. Emily Mortimer. Yes. Avian yes. Bone Syndrome. Yes. We were just last night, we were watching a newsroom on, on TiVo, and I was like, what was the show where she had, like, glass bones or whatever? Yeah. And Rachel's like, it was 30 Rock, dummy. And uh, he, like, fell asleep in Barcelona having sex with her or something like that. Because that was, like, the sign that he was old or whatever. Ah, got it. Yeah. And she kept reintroducing herself to Liz, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you forgot who I was. Um, yeah. I have brittle bones. Um, so here's what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to rank them. Oh, well, obviously, Salma Hayek no question. is at the top. I think I put Rosalini at the bottom. Okay. Yeah, I liked her character. I liked... I mean, she seemed older than him. Yeah, exactly. And she... Like, the limited time you see her, she's got a really... Uh, like, dramatic relationship with him. Like, she was like, oh, I'm over him. I'm getting married, married. And then, like, she kind of attacked Liz and was like, 
you know, I'm not really over him kind of thing. Yeah. But I guess we have to define how we're ranking them. Are we ranking them just in terms of attractiveness? I or are we ranking them in terms of uh, partners that we would desire or partners for both. Jack? Oh, I was I would say from my own. Our own? Yeah. Attractiveness, not, not desirability? Yeah. Okay. I've forgotten the seventh. I've got Salma Hayek, Falco, Brittle Bones, Julianne Moore, Avery, and Rosalini. Condi Rice. Oh, right. I still didn't hear, You just told me two minutes ago, and I still didn't remember she was on the show. Yeah. Well, it was like one episode. Okay, well, I put her above Rosalini. So you're going to put her sixth? Yeah. Okay. Um, God. I, guess I would put Avery second, probably. I think so, too. I think those are the clear one and two. Avery, not necessarily on 30 Rock, but I think in other things I've thought she was attractive. I think her character is obviously perfect for Jack, but I really like her too. Like her, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, high level of assertiveness and... uh, Julianne Moore is going... It's tough. Down Edie Falco, (laughs) Emily Mortimer, and Julianne Moore. Now, we're not talking about those actresses out of context. We're talking about them within the show. Julianne Moore's accent was so bad. Yeah, Julianne Moore's accent, Emily Mortimer's like, man, brittle bones kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing with Julianne Moore. I gotta put Edie Falco third. Really? There's nothing wrong with her. (sighs) Why wouldn't Condoleezza Rice be out of her? The gap teeth? Yeah, I can't pass judgment. The the Bush (laughs) affiliation? I don't know. Are you referring to her pubic hair? (laughs) (laughs) Almost got a little bit of water. I'm not a fan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I prefer the landing strip of Emily Mortimer. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Julianne Moore, like. Well, she's a redhead. <laughs> she is a redhead. And I'm not saying that redheads can't be attractive. But they're not. And, and pale redhead. I mean, she's yeah. pale, but so is Emily Mortimer. And, and I love all things New England, but that accent was horrible. For me, the accent's worse than the gin- gingerness. Yeah. Because it was so over the top. Yeah. I mean, it's funny when you see uh, Seth Meyers and, and, right. and what's-her-name doing it on the skit on right. Saturday Night Live. What's her name? The blonde. Amy Poehler? Yes, Amy Poehler. But to have someone be doing it all the time... There's there's a scene where she's finally like ready to sleep with Jack and she like slips into lingerie. Do you remember that? And I, I, it's been years and I still haven't really completely processed whether... There's any level of uh, prurient interest in that at all or not. I don't know what that word you used this was, but I'm going to say there's not. There's, yeah, there's zero. Julianne Moore is not attractive. And yet the first thing I remember her from was Boogie Nights, and she was like the matronly porn star or whatever. And it was not attractive then. Even in the context of her body or her face? Yes. It's the whole thing. Does she have a terrible body? I don't think she has a good body. I mean, it's not like she's, you know, 300 I, pounds overweight no, or No, but I but feel like, I feel like compared to Falco, I think I would put her above Falco. Uh-uh. Not for this. Falco's kind of old and, like, anti. <laughs> yeah. Like, with Nosferatu hands. <laughs> you make, like, the brittle bones <laughs> did. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. I think I'm going to put... Did I put Julianne Moore third, though? 
Yeah, that's what you're saying. Unless you're gonna put, I might put Connelly's a rice. Though. Unless you're gonna put Condi up no, there, it is hard. Like, well, you know, but for the brittle bones thing, there's nothing wrong with her, but she's not. But again, it's not just the it's not just the actress. If it was Emily Mortimer as Mackenzie McHale, mm-hmm. that'd be different. Mm. But I don't know. She was like a stiff upper lip Brit. Yeah. Although Mackenzie McHale's pretty annoying sometimes too. Yeah. Um, should I should I digress on yeah. this? Yeah, go for it. The newsroom is just Boy. a bunch of ugly people, except for Olivia Munn. But then I'm questioning myself: Is Olivia Munn really that attractive, or is she just moderately attractive? But she's surrounded by such zeros. You know, I have a couple of good examples of this Sorkin. Um, like setup that he's created. Okay. I think Tess on the show is good looking. Who's Tess? She's one of like the assistant chicks. I think I know the one you're talking about. But I think it's just because the other ones aren't as good looking. Right. Exactly. Here's another example. Uh, was it Kayla? The Asian one in Sports Night? I thought she was good looking. She was good looking. Yes. Was it that she was good looking? Or was it that the rest of the show... That's true. Well, they did have... Uh, Natalie. Natalie. She was cute. She was cute. But they also had uh, the brawless wonder as yes. Mishki, which was not bringing any kind of cute to the party. No. Yeah. You know who they did have was Pixley. She was good looking, I thought. Who's Pixley? Remember that was the porn star that Jeremy dated and he faked and said she was a choreo animator because he didn't want to admit that she was a porn yeah. star? I have way too much sports net knowledge. Yeah, you surprised. do. Yeah, you do. Pixley. She's yeah. good looking. I think she's like been in a CBS sitcom with... Uh, David Spade or one of those guys. I think maybe that's an Aaron Sorkin thing is he casts a bunch of plain people so that his writing and clever plots and whatnot shine through, but then brings on cute love interests a la Mary Louise Parker on West Wing. I I still think Maggie's uh, roommate's good looking. On Newsroom. I do. She's better looking than most people there, but for Olivia Munn. The what was what annoys me? I'm not. I'm not entirely convinced. I'm not more attracted to her than Olivia Munn. I'm going to throw that out there. We can then divide and conquer. <laughs> um, the what annoys me the most is that that Maggie that is just so she's horribly unattractive, and she's involved in this love triangle or whatever. That she's got this boyfriend, this other guy into her, or whatever. She's disgusting. There's no point. There, there, it makes no sense that the moment. Don finds out that Olivia Munn's interested in him, that he doesn't sever all ties with Maggie completely. Seriously. Like, it makes yeah. no sense. I would sever ties I mean, I get that he's, like, anything. trying to be the good guy or whatever, but... Yeah. No. F that. Like. That show is... is uh, It's ecstasy on the ears and it's pain on the eyes. It would be a much better radio serial. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I would rather sit in front of an old-timey radio with a picture of Olivia Munn and just listen to mm. uh, the newsroom. Well, Rachel's doing some knitting. Mm-hmm. She might do that still while we're watching yeah, the newsroom. She's, so. she's antiquated. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Salma Hayek, obviously the top. Elizabeth Banks, number two. This is like in fantasy football where you have tears. Like, there's certain guys that right. you would draft in the first round and second round. So it's like, there's really two good players, and then everyone else is like, you can just pick them up off the waiver wire. Well, I think we can pick the top two, and I think we can sort of agree on the bottom two. And then it's just sort of a swirling right. maelstrom of plane. Here's what I'm going to do. Oh, Jesus, really? What? I'm putting Falco five. 
Okay. Who I'm are you putting, putting three and four? Mortimer and Moore. Moore, Mortimer. Mortimer, Moore. Which... I don't know yet. Okay. I'm, I'm, uh, one of them's three and one of them's four. But Falco... Okay. See, I was... Uh... And in the show, she was like, really, you know, she was all... Yeah. She was... Wasn't she Republican? No, she was a Democrat. She was Remember, Democrat, that was the big thing. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, the orange children! You made the children orange! Who doesn't recall that key monologue? (laughs) Um, Shakespearean. (laughs) God, Julianne Moore or Emily Mortimer? You don't have to agree with me. If you want to put Julianne Moore fifth, I like like coming up with this joint list, you know? That's Um, the point of the debate, right? I guess so. I think... I will compromise, and I'll put Mortimer ahead of Moore, because I think you yeah, definitely want to Yeah, that's do that. the way I was going. But those also, bur- Moore makes bones. me think of trading places, and that makes mm. me happy. <laughs> Moore's, Moore makes me think of Moops. <laughs> well. And the Bubble Boy. Yeah. The card says Moops. All right. Really, Salma Hayek. I mean, it was yeah. really just an excuse to talk about Salma Hayek. Although we didn't really talk about her so much. Well, there was nothing to discuss. I mean, yeah. were we going to debate whether she's number one or number five? I mean, she's she's number one. Yeah. it It's tough to, in any kind of competition, defeat Salma Hayek in anything. Correct. Would it be... Unless it's like an ugly competition. <laughs> Would it be, would you agree with the statement that she would have been the greatest Bond girl ever? Uh, I will amend it to be, she could be the greatest Still. Bond girl. Well, yeah, what's wrong with her? Is she 40? Was she hit by a train that I'm not aware of? Was she hit by a pneumatic tube that I'm not aware of? I'm all about the call. Okay, <laughs> you are, but like. Was she hit by a Tesla Roadster that I'm not aware of? <laughs> like, she, there, she was on 30 She's, three years how ago. How old do you think she is? Well, okay, Desperado came out in like 1996 or something, and maybe she was early 20s, so it's been... She is still like in grown-ups and looking good in that probably, right? I would say she's probably early 40s. She's 46. That's early? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But So, 10 years ago, there's no way the greatest Bond girl ever is a 46-year-old. Sorry if I'm being ageist. But if we took her Daniel Craig is years now ago, spring chicken. That's fine. Okay. Is are people going to complain at a twenty one or a Terry 30, thirty one year old? Terry Hatcher was a Bond. Girl. I was never a big Terry Hatcher guy. I know you weren't. I was. Phil and I were. Yeah. Um. Uh. I think she also could... five two. Nicely done. <laughs> I think she could still do it. I think they could pull it off. Push up, yeah. push up bra, Vaseline on the I mean, I'm legs. still in. I'm still in. But, but, and I don't know that I can pick one that would be greater. I think, isn't, is, is Phil the one who's super into Ava Green? Yeah. Yeah. No. She's, she's Mortimer-esque. Yeah. <laughs> she is Mortimer-esque. Yeah. She's, act- yeah. Um, but, I don't know. I, I, I want to say, I'm really just talking about Sama to give an excuse to make her the picture. But, uh, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Um, not kombucha. Um, <laughs> he could do kombucha, I guess. Yeah, uh, I think she's still good looking, and that I, no, I'm, I, I agree with you. But I mean, good looking enough to be a Bond girl, but good enough to be the best Bond girl. If More so, oh, I guess is Xenia is Xenia on a top considered a Bond girl? Yeah, probably. I mean, she's a what girl. are the requirements of a Bond girl? 
Usually, it's probably the love interest, but I think it could be... You can be a villain, villain. and still I be a Bond I think it's just a female You lead. just have to have sex with James Bond. Okay. <laughs> Show me... Uh, yeah. You uh, just have to have sex with Roger Moore, Jacob. That's <laughs> all. <laughs> Sir Roger Moore. Sorry. Um... Yeah, I think I think you just have to be the female lead. I think I, you know back in the '60s there were no female villains. I'm sure, but you know, I think Xena counts as a as a Bond girl. You have to make Xena it, Warrior Princess. Yes, you have to make it on the poster with with Bond. Probably that's the criteria. Okay, okay. but someone here's the thing. Would let's Trump let's take the worst her. Bond movie of my lifetime. World's Not Enough. Yes, Denise Richards and Sophie Marceau. Right? Which one's the Bond girl, or are they both Bond girls? They're both Bond girls. He slept with them both. So in your... By your definition, they're both Bond girls. Yes. Okay. So in uh, Die Another Day... Yes. There are two Bond girls. Yes. There's Halle Berry and then the blonde, British, brittle-boned one. British chick's not doing it for me. <laughs> she had a weird look about her, too. Yeah. She, I think she reminded me of the daughter in Growing Pains. Mmm, I can see that. Not in a good way. Yeah. She was in something else we watched recently, and I was like, who, where have I seen her? And then I looked it up, and it's like, oh, yeah. Meh. I like that I did not intend to talk about James Bond on this podcast, but we got to James Bond on this podcast. I Compared to last week's, this is like twice as long as last week. We need week. to start this Salma Hayek Bond girl lobby. Yeah. Maybe James Bond goes to a bookstore cafe <laughs> in Mexico <laughs> to do something, and she's there. Yeah. Yeah. Can we make a new Banderas into James Bond? No. He'll be James Bond's sidekick. There you go. And he'll have the, the crotch gun. Yeah. And will he say, did I thank you? <laughs> he won't. But he, won't. He, he, he will. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> not our best ending, but, but that was a pretty good podcast. It was a great podcast. I agree. <laughs> it was Lee Daniels, the podcast. <laughs> I thought I was going to end with that was a podcast, but I guess you want to do the tried and true, this is a podcast? That's a podcast. That's, what's the name of the thing we've been doing for four years? Oh, that's a podcast? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a podcast. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs)